Hello and welcome to Amusing Ourselves to Death. I'm Morgan Golden. I am Evelyn Kuhibi. And you pass this test <laughs> really well. Oh, this is the test of, do you love Lenny Kravitz? Yes, you do. Aw. I just thought about him, you know. Yeah. He's lovely. For a little context, he lives in Bed-Stuy and... <laughs> and he makes Evelyn feel things. He makes me feel things in my happy places. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'd say it to his face. Don't act like you, you yeah. know I wouldn't do it. Well, that's a scary thing. I know you would. And then I'd have to go pick you up from jail or something. Oh, my. I feel like he'd be like, respect. He'd respect. <laughs> he'd like, just keep respect. walking. And just, just keep, keep it walking. pushing. There you go. It wouldn't even phase him. Because he's probably the man. Oh, God. True that. True mm. that. So how you doing? I'm well. I am busy as a bee. Um, working on Kalubi, of course. Um, feel free to check out the website. That's EvelynKalubi.com. Please do. Got There's some, some great goods. stuff on there. Yes, we've got some new um, accessories on there for you guys. Um, got some spring summer looks. So please check them out. Tis the season to get fly. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of fly, I recently listened to um, the new. Uh, Iggy Pop album. Okay. Uh, Post pop depression. I love that title. Yeah. That's a great title. Yeah. It's like, uh, okay. Man, you could, it's like the title of an album it's or like, his biography or yeah. just a good title you could use for anything. It's like, okay, you got me. Right. <laughs> All right, I'm in already. Let's do this. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, produced by Queens of the Stone Age frontman uh, Josh Ohm, mm-hmm. who. I have mixed feelings about, but okay. In all fairness, he had quite a rough year last year. Josh Holm did? Well, he's one of the... I don't know if he's the lead singer, but he's involved in uh, Eagles of Death Metal. Is he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's the drummer for he's Eagles of Death. He's the drummer of Eagles mm-hmm. of Death Metal? Yeah, I know he's involved in a lot of side projects too, but that's one of them. And I had no idea. I don't follow him mm-hmm. because I've heard and read some things that are not so nice about him. Mm-hmm. Um. He, he might be a decent human being. <laughs> but you don't know. Uh, the Where there's smoke, there's fire. Mm-hmm. I've seen Queen open for Nine Inch Nails back in 2005. It wasn't a bad show. Yeah? Mm-hmm. They're good. They, they put good music on. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. They put good stuff out there. Nice. So how's the album? I actually haven't given it a listen yet. So um, it does not disappoint. It is... Um, <laughs> uh, there's a short... So, okay. So... The there was a threesome back in the day, and it involved Lou Reed, David Bowie, and Iggy Pop. Uh, of the threesome, only one is left. Um, right, it's Iggy, because I believe Lou Reed passed away first. Yeah, in twenty eleven. In twenty eleven, then and our my my beloved David died earlier this year, and now Iggy's sort of the last of mm. that sort of holy uh, trinity, holy trinity of badass rock and roller guys, right? Mm. Um. He's sort of the last like badass old older rock and roller guy. Like I period. Period. Yeah. Like Lenny Len, uh Lemmy from um Motorhead died earlier died. this year. Right. Um Bowie's gone. Mm-hmm. It really is it really is just Iggy it's out there. Th- it's thinning out <laughs> drastically. Um, and n- very few of his uh successors are adequate to take on his mantle, let me just assure you. Right. Um well, it's so hard to replicate the energy and Ugh. vibrancy of that era. So anyone that tries is just doomed to fail. I mean, would it be safe to say Ozzy's still? He's no? still kicking, but I, he does not have the cultural cachet anymore. I mean, he once he had so. this, sh- once he had this show, he became like, oh, he was, he was like that freaky guy you couldn't take your kids <laughs> to, or you know, 
you go to go to the show, you might get covered in blood. But now you go, it's like, oh, he had a reality show. He's catchphrase, catchphrases. There's mugs. He's whatever. He's making bank, but he's Very not. True. He's not. Oh my God, Black it's, Sabbath rules. He's that's so true. He's America's cranky grandpa. He's America. He, he was. Yeah. A cranky British grandpa. Right. Yeah. Go figure. <laughs> I mean, Sharon Osbourne has their daytime talk show, so their kids yeah. are, you know, that family's not They're the fine. Prince of Darkness yeah. anymore. But anyways, he's alive. He's I guess alive. that's all you can say. Um, yeah, I think it's just Iggy. I can't think of anybody else. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't. Right. Um, in any case, the album is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, sort of piggyback on that last comment. I think Josh Ohm said as as much. He's like, Lemmy's gone, Bowie's gone. It's, right. Pop is the only one who's like really around for us to like sort of like work with and like and appreciate funny enough, like his uh, knowledge. Right. Out of the three, I'm sure everyone is most surprised that Iggy is Iggy the one survived. Left. <laughs> left. Yeah. Like Iggy did a lot of drugs. <laughs> right. <laughs> like I was reading, I read his uh one of his biographies. He's like, yeah, start off with like weed and like i was you know weed is cool i still think weed is great and then he went it was like yeah and then it was like codeine and cocaine and then there was there was that meth era and then i went to heroin then when i went back to meth then went back to heroin right. <laughs> and i'm like what <laughs> how do you go back like <laughs> it's like being divorced and then remarrying like right. <laughs> like and then going back to your ex-wife like nah. there's got to be some secret there look at keith richards i mean these guys are still oh. kicking after all the shit they pumped into their bodies so maybe Lord. heroin is the elixir maybe of life heroin. we're pro heroin on this show no we're not <laughs> i take that back please <laughs> please clean that, up. that yes uh yeah iggy you know he's he was the man i mean listen mm-hmm. nightclubbing Oh yeah, is my shiznit. <laughs> I want to be your dog. Is my shiznit. Um, you know the, the passenger you can apply to almost any situation anything. in life. Listen, everybody's like lust for life. I'm like, yeah, except I want to be your dog. Is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, and rally is a song he had like a couple years back. They, um, for some of you, you might have noticed it was on the True Blood soundtrack. Um, it's a great song. The best thing you could say about True Blood is the soundtrack. The soundtrack was really good. <laughs> but that's all you can say good about it. Um, yeah, I'm a huge fan of Mr. Osterberg. <laughs> Mr. James. I believe his name I believe his name is James. I've always called him Mickey Pop, but I believe his name is James Newell Osterberg. Mm-hmm. Like, how Midwestern can you be? <laughs> right. <laughs> Kid from Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I mean, he's not without his faults. Right. He did. He faced some demons. Yeah. As a lot of to, them did. To say the least. Um, he was also always naked. He was always the one, the first one to get naked. Mm-hmm. Even recently, he recently got naked for a, um, a, uh, a, whatchamacallit, a, a session, a, um, you know, an art session where you draw the naked body. Right. Iggy a life Pop drawing class. Of, yes. Thank you. A life drawing class. I couldn't think of it. My mm-hmm. God. Uh, Iggy Pop was modeled recently oh, for wow. a life drawing. I'm like, could you imagine going into that class and go, doo, 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 who's our new model? Iggy Pop is the model? Right. Let me just put Jeez. on this album here. <laughs> <laughs> Let me put on the idiot real quick. <laughs> right. That would have made a class a lot more interesting. Oh, my God. As someone who's taken a ton of life drawing classes in college, you think it's interesting. The first two times, I think it's really I don't really think I would monotonous. even draw. I would just be like, right. <laughs> <laughs> Just put lyrics on the page. You know? <laughs> Um, yeah, 
I think everybody knows. I think most people in our age group, unfortunately, only know him from that train spotting uh, soundtrack video for. Yeah, I was going to say, I think most people know him as um, Nona's dad on Pete and Pete. That's right. He was in Pete and Pete. And he mm-hmm. was also in um, the John Waters movie, um, Cry Baby. Oh, that's right. He played um, the dad of the crazy, uh, whatchamacallit, the crazy guy, the crazy kid. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I haven't seen that movie in so long. It's, he I mean, was it's really John good Waters, that, yeah. Actually. I gotta rewatch that. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's had a really great career, and this album does not disappoint at all. Mm. It's a testament to people who know what they're doing. Right. It really is. Cool. Um, and it's crafted well, heartbreaking songs. Um, I don't want to give too much away because you haven't listened to it yet. Mm-hmm. But it'll it'll take you there. Nice. It'll take you there. Can't um, wait. He's he he's one of those. So I, I know I've said this before on the show. There's like a short list of like white artists that right now have my trust and they haven't <laughs> fucked up royally. Uh huh. And you know he's on there. He's not on there, and he's oh. not on there. He was not on there for a while. Like, okay. Since like I was. A in high school um your shit list he's not on my shit list either it's like this like i judge uh my white artist by have they been problematic by saying something homophobic or saying something racist Mm -hmm. or saying something xenophobic or sexist right all of that any of your isms any of the isms and i kind of weigh them depending on like the grade of the ism right Mm mm-hmm so Iggy Pop was a flagrant user of the N word back in the sixties and seventies, mm-hmm. and he has since redi- like been like, "Whoa, my bad." Right. And oh, <laughs> oh, that burned me when I found out. Uh, and it still kind of does. Mm-hmm. Um, does it color my impression of him? Yeah, because he's you know a seventy year old white man. Uh, <laughs> there's right. always gonna be that like, mm, okay doesn't take away from him as an artist. Like I still think that nightclubbing is one of the best songs I've ever heard in my entire life. Mm. I still think that, you know, lust for life is one of the best rock anthems ever. Mm-hmm. Um, like sometimes when I hear that song, it encourages me to do drugs and well, not saying <laughs> that I, I've done drugs to that song, but I could see where somebody would feel like, right. I should probably be doing some heroin right now. This Maybe is good. In England. This is good background music, you yeah. know, Add to the ambience of like, the, the, of the needles, scene. needles, anyway, needles. Um, Please. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's sort of that reminder that like, no matter what your fave is, Oh, there's always something problematic about them. Right. And I still love David or I still love David Bowie. He's, he's also been called out for his questionable behavior as right. well. Um, but people are people. People. And you can't forget that. People are people. Doesn't excuse the behavior. It doesn't though. excuse the behavior. I'm never going to like be like, it's not cool. Right. I mean, that's one thing you need. I to, will put my finger up and let you know. Right. You're going to be called out on it, but yes. people are flawed and depending on how they react to being corrected or they learn later and they evolve. Right. People are people who are going to mistakes, but whether or not they actually evolve is what really is a testament to their, I guess, you know, worth. Right. And he has since evolved and he has moved far away from that sort of behavior and i will give him that mm. now this questionable josh holmes situation because he said some really homophobic shit at a show mm. and he called someone he dropped the f-bomb uh the gay slur right at somebody and he was like if i want to say it i'm gonna say it i'm like "Ooh, you are problematic as shit can't fuck with you mm-hmm. um so and, the, and it sucks because josh Holmes works with like all of my favorites 
He works with Dave Grohl, who I love. Works, he's worked with Reznor, who I love. We know he's worked I with love. everybody. Yeah, you know, I'm like, ooh, but y'all hang out with him. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> can't y'all just tell your homie to, you know, tone it down. Tone it down. Even what's his face, who is on my right now, he ain't done nothing that I find problematic. Uh, Jack White. Mm-hmm. I think him and Home got into a fight, or they wanted to beat each other up, or some shit. Really? There was some kerfuffle between the two of them. Okay. Um, my money's on Jack White, even though he's skinnier than uh. <laughs> Those wiry guys, you can't underestimate Listen, though. Jack and White he's is from, from Detroit. Detroit, exactly. <laughs> he's from the D. I'll be, I'll give him a, you could say what you want. <laughs> right. I don't think he won't go rabbit squirrel on your ass. <laughs> Fuck you up. I would watch that in I a would second. Live for that. Jack White fights around the world. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Um, but yeah, so occasionally your fave is problematic. Yeah, they're going to do something that really questions your allegiance. And I think we've talked about this in our guilty pleasures episode. Yeah, because you know how it colors your perception of them, and it makes listening to the work and experiencing the work. Um, and altogether, not as enjoyable experience as it used to be before you were aware of that. Very, very true. I guess one person that's like that for me was uh, John Lennon. Yeah. In, oh, John Lennon. God in, bless him. God bless him. <laughs> no, for, still, yeah. I mean, in recent years, it's come to light, or people have just known about this, but because of social media, yeah. you're more aware of their earlier stuff. But in college... John Lennon was Jesus to me. Like everything, <laughs> no, for real. Everything is still like he's just all about peace and love. You guys, like, how could you not like him? I know. I was like acting like, oh, I was the first one to discover him when this shit's been around since like my dad's. Meanwhile, people would be age. like, okay, dude. Yeah, we get it. But you know, seeing like footage of his performances, speeches, watching documentaries, the United States versus John Lennon about like yes. he was just such an advocate for world peace. And I thought he was great. And then later on. Turns out in his first marriage, he was a wife beater. Like, yeah. And he was pretty shitty to his first son. Yeah. And Yoko as well. And Yoko. Have you read some of the comments that he made about Yoko? Mm-hmm. Um, one of my, okay. It's not funny, but it's funny. Right. You have to. <laughs> it's so racist that it's hilarious. He said something to the effect of, because um, they had sent out their laundry or something. Right. And um, the person who sent it back said, oh, we had a hard time getting out um, this uh, sweat stain on your wife's shirt or whatever and he wrote back a note saying um my wife does not have sweat stains she's an asian woman they don't sweat <laughs> like and i'm sitting there going what <laughs> in the in, in the 70s that's a compliment though at that time you weren't even acknowledging that but yeah, like that's... what like what is he talking about <laughs> right and now I'm going to pose naked with Anna Leibovitz you know there you shoot. go oh there man. you go yeah so it's tough. I he still, was, yeah. He's, he, God bless he, him. He did. I mean, not that that excuses the battery and assault. He did apologize and towards the before he was assassinated, not assassinated, before he was straight up murdered. Yeah. He wasn't like a fucking Jesus yeah. figure, as much as I like to think he was. People, but he was, yeah. If you they, ask him, like John, like he was assassinated in right. the streets okay. like a dog. Like right. people are. It was like John Lennon, not John Kennedy. Like, yes, take it down a notch. I love John Lennon. I mean, reading that. It shows me that he obviously was very mortal, very human. I still love Imagine. I still love everything he stood for. And it just paints a more fuller portrait of who he was as a person. I don't know if this is true or not, but was there any, is there any truth to the fact that um, because he was a wife beater, um, Mm -hmm. at least I know for a fact that he beat his first wife. Yeah. 
Um, and he was very abusive to his son as well, right. his first son. Who would um, flat out say to his son, you were a mistake. Not yeah. in those words, but like no, but those he, sentiments. Yeah. yeah. Um, their relationship got better towards the end, um, I read. They did. He never told him that he loved him. Right. And it's one of the things that like, because he also went through like drugs and depression because of the way his father treated him. And it's mm-hmm. a whole thing. But I've read somewhere that there was a point of con- bone of contention amongst the group because John was so problematic with the women in the in their in their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Is that is there any truth to that? Do you know? I don't. I don't think that was what caused the rift in that. It might. It might be. I haven't read about that kind okay. of story, but it's possible. Okay. It's possible. Because I know uh, Paul was like hanging out with Tina and them, and it was like a whole thing, and like people would be like, mm, right. You can't. <laughs> I guess the thing that not makes me forgive him, but at least understand him. He was, he was apologetic. He was contrite. He realized he did wrong. I guess to contrast a current, you know, batterer like Chris Brown, who's like, I never did anything wrong. It's like, fuck <sighs> you. He apologized and he acknowledged the error of his ways. That doesn't forgive his actions, but at least it goes. It says a lot, right? That he was trying to acknowledge uh, that Chris Brown. He's what, 27, 28? He a kid. He is still relatively young. Grown enough to know better. Right. Um, But still young enough in terms of his... Uh, there's a... There's a lack of perspective when everyone is handing you everything. And I think he's he's not at a point where... And I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon because he makes too many people too much money and is too entertaining. Right. Um for this to happen, but there comes a point when you are not in a certain circle of people Mm -hmm. and your life is taking a different kind of turn. And you only then do you see maybe the error. I think Chris Brown hasn't gotten there yet. Okay. Um, and I hate to say it, but it's going to take him a lot. He doesn't look like he's there anytime soon. It's not happening anytime soon. Right. He's a little too reckless and too bold to Mm -hmm. like question the errors of his ways Mm -hmm. yet. So, yeah, and especially it doesn't help when people call you on it and you call them haters. No, they're not haters. haters. <laughs> you actually beat up a woman right? and bit her in the car, yeah. sir. <laughs> this is documented. Like, we saw the picture. And the girl that you left her for, you, like, lightweight stock and abused. Like, mm-hmm. so, really? I think the biggest problem with all this is that the message it sends to the fans. Because you'll see young girls, preteens, saying shit like, oh, Chris Brown could beat me whenever he wants. I'm like, are you kidding me? And it's sending a message that it's okay uh, and it's not okay. That is one of the things that I don't, I've never understood. I was in an office once where, um, and not to give too much away, um, this girl said, Eminem is so hot, I would let him beat me and I'd be okay with it because he's Eminem. And she said it in a room where it was like buyers and uh, in a work uh, mer- setting, in a work setting, <laughs> merchants, all women, uh-huh. all and all women of different ages, too. Right. Because like it went from like 20 to 30, 40 and like some 50 year old women. And we all looked at this dumb bitch <laughs> like like we all looked at her. We gave her the dumb bitch look. <laughs> and one of the ladies, <laughs> God bless her. I will, I will uh, turn her head and said, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> and Kevin Bushin. And I was just like, yeah. thank you. Because I was going to call her every other word, but right. a child of God. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to ruin your little Eminem beating no, fantasy. No, no, not... not let a man put his hands on you under any yeah. circumstance. And I like, you know, here's the thing. I think Chris Brown is a talented dancer. I don't know about his vocals. Yeah. I think he's a talented dancer. Mm-hmm. I think he's got a gift. 
I just feel like he, I feel like he didn't get the opportunity in terms of like his family situation. And because he was young and rich and popular so soon, it's very much skews his perspective on life. Mm. It doesn't excuse the behavior. No. Because he still whooped up on that girl, right. on Rihanna. And that whole, like the fact that she took him back for a minute, that really put a, that put a dark cloud over her for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little wary about like, not victim blaming, but she has a variety of reasons for that. Obviously it, Again, uh, you can look at it both ways. That sends a message that you're making this okay. Both of those people are guilty, in my opinion. Him more so than her. Him more but... so than her. I guess I, I'm wary of like saying, oh, now you're taking him back. So you're like allowing it to be okay. Because she, she's her person and she's not. She is allowed to do what she pleases. She, and she, she feels like choice. she, absolutely. But that doesn't, that doesn't make it look pro- less problematic. It doesn't make it look less problematic. It looks really scary that you would go back to somebody who, like he physically put his teeth in her face. Right. Like, no. Maybe he knows what your the... blood tastes like. Right. Well, yeah. It's That's true, what I'm saying. though. It's you true. went back to that person. That's deep. Mm-hmm. That's deep for me. Right. <laughs> but, you know, maybe she was in a psychological state where she felt that that was what she deserved. I don't know. Maybe. Now I'm playing armchair psychologist, and that's a very dangerous game to play. But there's a whole variety of reasons, and I just wary of casting blame on the victim because it's never the victim's fault. It's not, and it's I, I, I'm not blaming fault. her. I'm not blaming her in the sense that, like, how dare you? Right. You know, you did something to provoke him. No, 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 no. Right. I'm more concerned about oh, why that. would you return? Why to, would you go back? Yeah, like don't don't put yourself in that situation. That's a common again. pattern, though. A, a lot of women. And, who aren't in the situation and goes, oh, if a man hit me, I wouldn't stay. And then it's the women that are actually able to. Some of them do go back later on for who knows why. For who knows why. It's sad. It's sad. Chris Brown is problematic. He is problematic. Um, How do you feel about, and I'm going to ask you this because you're a film buff. Okay. Um, Roman Polanski. How do you feel about him as an artist, as a person, and the whole Roman Polanski issue? Okay, as an artist, I have immense respect for his artistry. And what I'm about to say, I'm going to walk a very fine line. Let's all be prepared for this shit. I'm not going to defend what he did, excuse what he did. But I guess my feelings towards Roman Polanski, as opposed to, say, Bill Cosby, are thus. I'm not excusing the rape that Roman Polanski did. I guess I'm more inclined to be sympathetic towards him, not his crime, but just, I guess, the life that he led. Not that he led by choice, but that was thrust upon him. I feel a certain amount of sadness for people who are abused and then they go on to abuse. It doesn't excuse the abuse they put on other people, but at the same time... Are you implying that Roman Polanski was abused as well? He was. I didn't know this. Please elaborate. Okay, not abused in the sense that his mom beat him, but he... The first seven years of his life were in a concentration camp. Mm-hmm. So he met all manner of horror in that. Mm-hmm. You know, he is able to live. He lost a lot of family members in that. Mm-hmm. He survived that. He gets a career as a filmmaker. And then he marries Sharon Tate, mm-hmm. who in their brief courtship was pregnant with his child. And then she gets murdered by the Manson clan while pregnant. And not just murdered, but straight up decapitated. So he already is in a very messed up place. Mm-hmm. Not that that excuses the rape. Mm-hmm. I want to be very clear I'm listening. about that. I'm listening. I'm listening. So he pulled, you know, he did this act at Jack Nicholson's house. And I think 
the biggest problem people have is that he fled. I'm not excusing the fleeing either. He went to trial. He served 44 days of his original sentence. And I only got gathered this information from the documentary Wanted or Desire, which is about the Roman Polanski case. Mm-hmm. He struck a deal with the judge about serving time and paying fines. After his four, initial 44-day sentence, the judge reneges on that deal and wants to like go for an even harsher sentence, even though one was already agreed. So in his haste, and it was ill-advised, he fled. Um, Yeah. I'm not so what are you, what is your opinion? Like I feel like you're, opi- okay, I feel like I you're telling me what happened and I know the details. Okay, this this is what happened. Uh-huh. I'm not saying it's okay. Uh-huh. I guess I he should have served some time. He shouldn't have fled, but I'm not gonna like completely write off him as a human being. Mm-hmm. I feel sorry for him. I feel sorry for her too. Especially mm-hmm. the victim. But it's just it's not like black and white, he's just a monster. Which people rarely believe- do fall into that binary. So you don't, okay. You don't believe he's a monster. He should have served time. He should have, he shouldn't have fled. He should have just done the sentence, did the, you know, do the time, paid the fine, and then, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, how do you feel about, uh, the, in the, when the piano was, uh, the pianist. I'm sorry, the pianist, the piano, mm-hmm. the pianist was going around. There was a petition, um, to go- let him go to the Oscars. Yes. Without, um, uh, so as to not risk him being uh, sent back to prison. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? Um, I guess I used to be more in lockstep with that. So you would have signed a petition to let him come in? When I when that was happening, I was still but an ignorant film student. <laughs> I, no, no, no. Not to, okay, no, it's just I funny think, how you said it. <laughs> I, I still am an ignorant film student. Okay, I was 19. I would have been like, yeah, sure. But now it's like, you know what? If he came back, he got jailed. Did you? Okay, for this like crime that's old, and even the victim wants to drop it, and I'm sorry I'm blanking her name. I think it's Samantha Gamaya. I could be wrong on that. Even she wants to drop, but if he, you know, went back to jail, they wouldn't have given him like life sentence. He would have just served a little bit and then be done, and then they could put it past him. I think the saddest thing is that because he fled, this is still a recurring incident that people are being forced to relive, and it's hard for even her to move on. She's trying to, and she's forced to relive this every time it gets brought up. Mm. So I would have. He would have just done time. Okay. Or if anything, he could have hired a like schwanky enough lawyer who probably could have like, you know, he was in jail already, did the 44 days. They probably could have got it dismissed just because of like, you know, uh, what is it called? Like when a crime is committed so long ago, it's kind of. Statue of limitations. Statue of limitations. But he was already, he, he was already convicted. He was already convicted. He already served his initial part of the sentence. They wanted longer. They probably could have done the time served. I don't know. I'm, now I'm playing like armchair lawyer and I should stop doing that. But I would have, I don't think he should have been exempt from that. Mm-hmm. And I will, uh, yeah, he should have faced time. I still love him as a director. He's one of the most influential filmmakers. And it's sad because his legacy is tarnished for this. I think if you are accused of it, mm-hmm. you should be tried. I think the thing, I guess, to go along the same lines of like a prolific filmmaker, someone like Woody Allen, mm-hmm. with the whole Dylan, Dylan Farrow mm-hmm. charges, he should go to jail. I mean, not go to jail. Obviously, I don't know because he it's should all, be tried. He and... should be tried. It's all accusations yeah. now. Like if you didn't do it, have it go to you know court, and then you get to clear your name. But now because you're avoiding it, now it looks like you got something to hide. Okay, interesting. All right. It's funny because I've 
I did have a bias. No, for real. I did have a bias about this. Like any of my musicians, filmmakers, any of my artists. That I know because like, every filmmaker I know has a bias towards this Roman Polanski and I don't get it because mm-hmm. I have a very different view on this whole thing. Why don't you he should have gone to jail. He should have gone to jail. Like I read some of the things he did to that girl. Yeah, it's horrible. He drugged her. He she said no repeatedly. It's horrible. It's just it's clear cut like textbook not textbook rape. No, but, but it's everything horrible you can like imagine. the details of the that like I can't imagine he wasn't cognizant of what he was doing. Like it was. Mm-hmm. I don't. Okay, so statistically speaking, um, people who are accused of rape or found guilty of rape, usually there is some there is prior incidents before this. I'm not saying that there that there are rumors that that's the case for him, but that's usually the case with rapists. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, the violence that I read in the story was gut churningly disgusting. Right. Um, it's the fact he did that, that it, it it's <laughs> I don't feel like horrible covers it. Mm-hmm. The fact that there were during during the time of his trial, everyone in Hollywood was basically doing everything they possibly could to get him off in some way or to get his sentence commuted in some way or make mm-hmm. it look lo- um, and, and and victim blaming her. Like why? Like people were saying, like, why was she at the party? She wanted to be there. And and the reality was she never wanted to be there. Her mother forced her to right. be there. She's a 13 year old girl. She's, 12. 12 i believe she was 12 at the time um because she was like she happened to be very tall and she was you know model-esque at the, you know right. but still 12 mm-hmm. um i have no sympathy for such behavior mm. they should have put him under the jail for that and i what i remember when all of that hullabaloo came out with the pianist the pianist is a great movie mm-hmm. um uh adrian brody phenomenal uh in that movie mm-hmm. uh who i love Adrian Brody. Uh, he has those bedroom eyes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Uh, I don't have sympathy for Roman Polanski the way all of these film people do. Because that shit was fucked up in a way that, no. It, absolutely. It is fucked up. And the Hollywood elite did everything they possibly could they could to protect this man. It's like for any all... high-powered organization. Exactly. The NFL does that and shit. And that shit ain't right it's by not right, me. But... It's women victimization all over again. I don't give a it's fuck terrible. what movie you made. I don't give a fuck if you made fucking... Uh, I don't care if you wrote the, the Bible itself, some, some movie that was equivalent to how good the Bible was. I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. no, you need to be in the jail. It's not just dealing about with the, the movie the he put out. If he didn't have the really troubled history he had, I would be more inclined to just, you know, send him to the death chair. I guess my sympathy lies. I don't because, think that that's I don't know if that's fair either, Morgan, because there are tons of people who have been abused and um and and know how to behave appropriately. Like right. well, the story by the I same read token, there are tons of people who've never been abused who have well meaning lives. People should go to jail too. And then they like fuck you know, they fuck up and they hurt other people. I guess I'm not excusing what he's doing. I'm not condoning it. I'm I feel sorry for him. I don't feel sorry for him at all. Because okay. he got away with it. Okay. 45 days in jail ain't enough. It's for not. What, he for what I read. More. I think he should have done time. And every time he, they talk about him and like, you know, maybe catch him in Switzerland or where find, find him near a country where they have extradition, extradition laws that would bring him back to the U S I feel like it re-victimizes that woman who's what in her fifties now. Yeah. Like She's it's not fair. It. It's not fair to her. It's, it's mostly not. not fair to her. And it speaks to, it speaks to 
organization, it speaks to the Hollywood elite that will protect its own no matter how, you know, to the point of criminality. And it speaks to our society that where women's lives and women's bodies are not valued. And that's why I'm not with that Roman. We have a mutual friend who actually is okay with, not okay with what he did, but feels like the content of his, um, the breadth of his work mm-hmm. sort of not eliminates, but feels like as if, well, he made these movies. They're like the greatest no. movies. They're like, no, look, I could have done without them movies. I could have done without the pianist. I'd have been fine. Tarantino's still out here making great movies. I'm good. <laughs> you got other directors. Look. Who's I, also problematic if, and my fave. <laughs> look, if he, obviously, I'm not saying the movies excused the crime. I don't think the crime's excused, but I really look at it as his history. Not just about the Holocaust, but his wife, his child and his wife were murdered at the same damn time. I that that's, is tremendous. I don't. Tremendous. I wouldn't want that on anyone. That could. That's enough to shatter the psyche. Okay, if he's of competent mind when he was doing the horrible act, that, that somebody should have put him, taken him out of the Hollywood Hills and put him in the middle of Idaho, and just let him figure out whatever the like. He should not have been. He should have been okay. There's a whole variety working. of factors. I guess my heart goes out to him. I'm not saying oh he made Chinatown. Let him rape as many people as he want. Look, if st- some people are like some people are like, ah, it happened 20 years ago. It's and all that's good equally now. Fucking stupid. I love Stanley Kubrick. He's probably like one of my preeminent directors. But if he did the same shit Roman Polanski did and he was fine, I would have been like, fuck 2001. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Fuck. Like, fuck a clockwork. <laughs> orange. Orange. Side note, I only recently saw a clockwork orange. I'm so disappointed in myself. Oh, wow. It's so good. <laughs> it is it's good. tremendously disturbing. It though. is. And when you think of when it came out, like what a mind fuck that must have been. Yeah. All right. All right. Sorry. Not to get off Roman Polanski. But sorry. Any case, even it's only because he's a celebrity that it's that high profile. But think of someone, Eileen Warnos, who was a murderer. Yes. But she was abused. I I feel sorry for her. I'm not saying, oh, she was raped and abused. That excuses the murders. But it's like my heart goes after her in the way it does for Roman Polanski. I understand feeling bad for their conditions. I don't understand feeling bad for the choices they made after the fact. Like, at this point... It's just a continuation of victimization. It really is. And it, it continues the victimization, but there's some, there has to be a, something in you that says, you know what, I, I'm not going to allow this to be cyclical. Mm-hmm. And while I understand that sometimes hurt people hurt people, you also have to, there has to be something innate in you. And I, I don't mean to be so black and white, but because I get, I get it. I get it. Sometimes you get, people are damaged and I get that. And that doesn't excuse what they do. But I guess that there are degrees some, some... of, there are degrees where there are lines and he crossed He crossed several. the line. But several. Have I, you read the excerpts to that? Yeah. I, yeah. It's, again, like you say, horrible doesn't begin to describe it. It's gut churning. Yeah. So I keep on going to this refrain that several lines of, Horror were crossed on him too. Not that that allows what he did. He should have done time, but I'm not ready to like get the pitchfork and crucify him. He should have done time. All right. He should have done it. It would have been over and then he would still Here's be the other part to. that it bothers me. I'm not sure he's shown any act of contrition. Like, I'm not sure if he's gone out of his way to be like, you know what? I did this really fucked up thing. I'm going to find a way to do right. Like, I haven't seen that. He lived a seemingly comfortable life in Europe. Well, yeah. Because they were able to be a haven for him. He did at the time, I think, one thing at the time of the trial, he did express contrition. But obviously, you're on trial. You're going to say whatever you need to, to exactly. get out. So how genuine that is, I'm not sure. But yeah, I'll keep watching what he makes. 
my heart aches that it's still a thing that both of them have to keep on going through. Next on the bullet list. The bullet list. <laughs> Ara Dot Kelly. Ara Dot Kelly. I feel like neither of us have anything. <laughs> but like, here's the thing about Ara Dot. Okay. <laughs> you keep calling him Ara Dot? I'm going to call thing? him Ara. No, because that's what he sometimes calls himself on his record. Oh, really? This is Ara. He says Ara. Like, Ara. he doesn't say Ara Dot Kelly. Uh, Ara. Like, this is, because he even says, in one of the lines of the song, he says, you can't have R and B without the aura. <laughs> and he's talking about himself. <laughs> well, that's why he's a lyrical motherfucking genius. Who can't read, apparently. Who can't read yet at a fourth grade level or oh, some shit. Anyway. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's getting. It's... Okay. Let me. Ju- I'm going to just keep it real. Mm-hmm. That remix to Ignition is the bomb at four. I love that song. I hate R. Kelly. <laughs> I hate him so much. Mm. I hate that all that genius is associated with this right. dickwad. And the, uh, there's no sympathy Not that I can elicit to him. There's Not no, at all. Yeah. He's in that Roman Polanski boat for me. He need to go to jail. Right. He should. And it's more clear cut in that case. He filmed it. Now, some might argue, I don't know his background. What if he was abused? Like, are you also going to offer him the same uh, sympathies that you offer to Roman Polanski? If if he what he did to the girls was done to him, I would be like, that's horrible. I guess a part of me would ache a little bit. I don't I feel I would feel slightly bad for him. I don't now. But if that was the case. You know. Who knows? But yeah, I probably would. Um, The remix to ignition is everything. <laughs> I hate R. Kelly. I don't know how else to say it other than the remix ignition is everything. That is what you said, and that is what will really be said. Yeah. Do you have an R. Kelly like? Because oh no, your your big thing is the thing is the this... trapped in the closet. Yes. Just for that, I know. I wish it wasn't attached to him, but it couldn't <laughs> have existed without him. And honestly, the older I get, the harder it is to justify that a little bit. Like, I can't just appreciate it for its campy value and just the what the fuckness of it, because. He did dirty, and I'm having a harder time reconciling it. It's My- a guilty pleasure that I literally feel guilty of having. <laughs> uh, Michael K. Williams is in. Uh, I know <laughs> you got Omar. Video. You got Omar, and that was like during you know no one watched The Wire when it first came out, so that was <laughs> concurrent with that. And it's like holy shit, it's Michael K. Williams. Oh shit, Omar coming, and he's played. I think he played the cop. Yeah, he played the policeman in that. I I have I maybe watched the first four, and then I got tired. I was like, I, I, mean, I assume re- they're all on YouTube. Yeah, you could watch them. I think IFC plays like a midnight screening of them all together. No, like it's this they, is the thing. Yeah, they play all the parts. I think we've talked about this in the episode. His commentary is the dumbest and the best thing ever because I mean the whole series is him narrating the action, but his commentary. Like, you know, a movie commentary. It's him saying what he's about to do. He's like, this is the part where I take out my gun. And then he's about to sing, and I pull out my gun. So he's literally <laughs> saying what he's singing. There's like a level of meta bullshitting going on that it's like, it's kind of impressive. I um, But he's fucking horrible. So here's the thing with R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um, and if memory serves me correctly, the story was he was sleeping with underage girls and then also... uh peeing on them mm-hmm. um and the video came out uh what in like the late 90s early aughts early aughts i think it was like 2002 i only remember it i, I want to say the reason why i rem- the reason why i remember it so specifically 
is because at the time R. Kelly was arguably at his highest in terms of like he, there was nobody bigger than him in terms of he was doing R&D. a tour with J. Uh, J. Kelly, Jay Z. He was about to he was about to embark on the tour. Yeah, and the rumor was, and God forbid we speak on any rumors. Um, the rumor was people knew about the video. Mm-hmm. Like R. Kelly's team knew that there was some sort of video circulating with him and some, mm-hmm. and um, it the rumor was it got to Jay Z's team. And Jay-Z made the conscious decision to say, if this video is real and y'all have seen it and it is him, we need to like scrap Pull this yeah. immediately. Right. And Jay-Z was like, best of both worlds, it's a wrap. We're out of here. Like he's right. like, I want nothing to do with which is one of the things that I do love Jay-Z about. Cause he was real quick to sort of say, uh, like, like I, I read that it got to the point where he wouldn't even look R. Kelly in the face. He was so disgusted with him. Mm-hmm. Um, which kudos to to the Jigga man. Mm-hmm. Um but the fact that R. Kelly to this day refuses to acknowledge his behavior and uh-huh. to like that also speaks it. Um, that for me is so monumental. Like uh, it's so abusive, right? In so many levels, I, I'm not going to acknowledge it. I don't know who those people are. No, and it's you, like like Chris That's Rock said. There's he- a Source Award, 1994, in the back of the video. That's you, right? <laughs> like, it makes it even worse almost because it's like you're refusing to acknowledge these people's suffering. Like, here's a picture of you them. doing it. <laughs> this this video. is you. Right. Like, your social security number, your social security card is in the background, sir. Yeah. Is that not you, Robert Kelly? It, uh... He's the worst. He might be the worst because he refuses to acknowledge his... And then that whole thing, him being married to Aaliyah when she was like 15. Right. That was just... It just adds fuel to the fire. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, R. Damn it, R. Kelly. Remix to Ignition is great, though. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, we know we talk about filmmakers. We talk about musicians. I definitely had a bias early on. I was trying to touch upon that, that mm-hmm. I guess my views, I'm trying to get away from that. Like, right. If, I would make all these excuses for musicians and filmmakers. But when I hear, like, athletes, because I don't uh, have a personal gain in a- athleticism or sports, I'm like, oh, fuck absolutely. those guys. Absolutely. When the Duke lacrosse team was, you know, accused of rape, I was like, yeah. Ben fucking rapeless burger fucking has a job and no one right. has raped at least three to four girls and he's still Peyton got a Manning, job. They're like golden boy of the NFL. Oh, he, him too? Yeah, he had some shit in college. No, I yeah. didn't know this. So I would immediately, I wouldn't even try to understand the nuance. I wouldn't even try to, oh, if they were abused. I would because I guess. Did he just my lack of, Yeah, after winning the Super Bowl and they wanted him to win. Uh, it was the whole thing. He was set up to win anyways. I don't even care about sports that much, but it's my old bias. If an athlete did it, I'd be like, fuck them. And now it's like, no, you know, by the same token, I would try to make excuses. It's like, you got to be consistent. You do realize this is your male privilege showing. It is. It definitely is. And I'm cognizant of that. And it goes back to that. Because it's like my society. Right. So I'm trying. I'm struggling with that, but I'm aware it's there. I'm going to help you. I appreciate that. (laughs) Women are people too. Women are people. Women's lives matter more. Than... <laughs> I'm just saying. No, you're right. You're right. And I've only like maybe. I'm going to be last... married to a man who I hope believes <laughs> women's lives matter. I mean, you better like. What <laughs> crazy... Oh, have you met Patrick Bateman? He works on Wall oh, Street. Oh my god. He gets me stuff. It's okay. God. Oh my god. It, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, it's there, and I'm made aware of it. Um. Not to sound like I'm some reformed male feminist. I'm just acknowledging that. I want to ask you a question. Okay. Does the egregious nature of what the artist has done cl- 
cloud your view of their artwork? Does it change how you view it? Does it alter the the quality in some way? It definitely colors my perception of it. But in terms of... So if to, you saw Chinatown today... I mean, I've, I probably watched... I still watch that movie on the regular. Not like every month, but I probably catch it every couple of years. Mm-hmm. Either when it's on... Or I'll try to go to a screening on a big screen and I'll play it. And it's still a fantastic movie. Um, occasionally when I do listen to like old school R&B, like I have like um, when I put on like the R&B playlist on YouTube and like I let it run at work mm-hmm. and they'll put on like, you know, every, R-, R. Kelly's huge, you know, right. old school R&B. Um, and he comes up rather frequently. And every time I hear that damn, you remind me of my Jeep, I skip. <laughs> I off like I'm like nope <laughs> next you and then if like like any of his like earlier songs when I know he was doing his like grimiest mm-hmm. or at least that's when he before said he was the, like caught on doing yeah it. like you remind me of my Jeep um the fucking bump and grind joint I can't listen to um like I can still listen to ignition to a certain degree, right? But like, I I can't listen to. Um, but when you make references to it, yeah, right. Like, it, it's hard to ignore. It's the same thing with Woody Allen's movie Manhattan. Where can we talk we, about Woody Allen? We can talk about Woody Allen. I don't know enough about Woody Allen other than the fact that he don't put no black people in his movies, and he may have uh, molested his his uh, stepdaughter. Right. Um. He also okay. This whole thing with Sunyi. I've heard some conflicting stories. Mm-hmm. She was the daughter of Mia Farrow. Yeah, adopted. While, yeah. Adopted daughter. While they were married, mm-hmm. while they were married, she lived in his house as his child, correct? While they were married, yeah. That, to me, feels incestuous. It does feel incestuous. It's not illegal, but it is, it is quasi-incestuous. I could, like... Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't wrap my head around it. Mm-hmm. Like, I get they're not biologically related, mm-hmm. but they are familial. Like, there's a familial relationship. They're not strangers, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, and then, so was he preying on her the whole time that they, like, she was his quote-unquote stepchild? Like, I don't understand how that works. Which then leads me to wonder, like, does that then substantiate the, the, the molestation claim. Right. claim for this other child as well? Mm-hmm. And then for him to be real sketchy about his answers does not lend any. Like, it doesn't bode well. I yeah. guess the only thing is, yeah, how they met is kind of fucked up. But the fact that he's still married to Soon Yi. Has children. Has children with her is faithful. I mean, look. Presume, I mean. It's not ideal, but it's not like it was just like a one time he's preying on kids. Like, yeah, but the thing with Dylan, we don't know if that is a habit or if it's hidden. It does needs that to go then to trial. alter how you you're perspective on well because i don't want to get into accusation like it could it's possible here's the thing it's possible so when i watch a movie like manhattan and his character explicitly has a relationship with a 17 year old i'm like oh i see where this is coming from now yeah you can't help but think because art doesn't exist in a vacuum it's not created in a vacuum so there's kernels of that there and i guess how it weaves into the overall work it's kind of how i feel about Gauguin. Like I used to, when I was younger, I used to love Gauguin's pieces because it was one of the few artists that I knew who drew women who were who were in a complexion range that was closer to mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were Ru- uh, <laughs> they were Rubenesque. <laughs> Another painter. Who Another probably. painter. My art history still is coming up, y'all. Y'all, that's what someone went to college. I went to my. I got myself an education. <laughs> um, 
I remember thinking, wow, it was so cool to see. And then finding out later that he would go to the island countries and basically he was also uh, raping through right. <laughs> the same people he was taking, he was painting, he was also molesting. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I was like, ugh. Like, now when I look at his paintings, you can't help I, but think of it. I can't help but think of it just makes me sad. It's there. It's there. I guess it colors my perception, but I guess of the work itself, because there are two sides to that. I try to look at what the work is trying to say, what it's trying to accomplish and what it does. See, here's the thing. Sometimes. Okay. So here, you can't separate. So with like, I know we were talking about Woody Allen, but I want to talk about this Gauguin thing. And this is for me. Cause like when I was studying Gauguin, like he was definitely using sort of this minimalist art. Um, he was more of a minimalist in terms of his, you know, brush style and stroke and like all this stuff. And, um, and I remember reading that, you know, Gauguin would go uh, weeks and months, you know, just getting the lighting and all of this stuff right. And I, and I remember thinking to myself, like, wow, how deep and meaningful and how, like, you know. The process he put in. How attracted he is to his craft. Like, that's, you know, he's not just painting these women mm-hmm. to just showcase their, and then. Then after learning the details, like I almost feel like I'm watch I'm looking at the it sounds really graphic, but I'm sort of looking at your finished like what you've like I feel I feel like this is the end of after like you've been you've disposed with these people. Like I feel like this is the waste product in a way. Sorry, I just mm-hmm. that. like and I feel really disgusted and uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like now I just I can't look at Gauguin anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's so for me, when I think of like all of these artists that we've been talking about, that's what I like. I can't separate myself sometimes from I can't separate the artwork from the artist because I know that that's part of this. It has to be part of um, your output. Like, right. I, I don't know. What? How do you? It's tough. I, it's like a case by case. Some works I'm able to and some works I can't. I guess I'm trying to think of an example like that. But then again, you know, to go back to the earlier point. Maybe that's my male privilege because I'm able to like, it's hard to be intellectual about something that's so atrocious. Like you can't, I'm not trying to look for a silver lining that would excuse their crimes. Right. I guess. I know we've been focusing on like people who have a history of sexual assaults, but like there's also like artists who like, there's people who love uh fucking Pantera mm-hmm. and Phyllis almost a fucking notorious racist. racist right. Um, and yeah. I read somewhere he might be producing the new Bad Brains album, and I can't imagine that that's true. I hope that's that's, that's got to be an April. That's got to be open. There's no way show. they would be okay with that. No way. There's no way they'd be okay with that. But but yeah, you know, yeah. Again, what I hear an artist, but I mean, all those like old like hair metal bit, not hair metal bands, but all those old metal guys. And if I find out they're I'm like, okay. Like, <laughs> I, I never had that much of an investment in the genre. Like yeah. I like rock and roll, but if I'm not too keen on them. I'm not going to be like, oh shit. It's the only reason why. Okay, I one of the reasons why I don't like Mick Jagger's because Brown Sugar is a really horrible, horribly racist song. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always fuck with Bowie because Bowie was always really into like promoting integration, even though he had his problematic moments with race too in early days, like very, very early. But he corrected himself and he showed contrition. That was the difference. Well, that speaks a lot. That like, speaks a lot on. to Bowie. Mm-hmm. Mick and them, you still hear Brown Sugar played on like classic radio stations and people, it's like, ah, this isn't a rapey song at all. 
I mean, yeah, if you actually listen to the lyrics of a lot of songs, you'd be like, I can't listen to this anymore. Yeah. It's like, where's your line? You know? It continues to this day, not even in terms of like what the artist has done, but the work itself. Like, you know, I've raved about my love of Kanye West, but there's some lyrics that are just outright racist and misogynist. And uh, where's the line? Yeah. You know, I'm still liking the work. But again, it, it forces you to think about what you're consuming and what you're experiencing. I agree. This has been heavy. It's a heavy. It's a heavy topic. So we talked about who do we talk about? We talked about Polanski. We mm-hmm. talked about Polanski at length. Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. and he's probably Aradot. He's not the most famous case of it, but I guess it's the most like public because it's been a quarter of a century in the consciousness. I mean, if you want to get more recent with it, you have Bill Cosby. Ugh. I guess the thing that's most shocking about Bill Cosby, you look at Roman Polanski, you look at Woody Allen. It's like, oh, they look like perverts, so of course they would do that. Yeah. So there's like not a surprise, but with Bill, Bill Cosby, Cosby, he was like cookie cutter dad. Everybody right. was like, that's our father figure. Mm-hmm. Which I which I under I understand some people who've always felt like he like for some people Bill Cosby's portrayal of a father was like what they idealized as a father. Right. So I understood that he was a symbol more than even like right. a man. Heath, Heathcliff Huxtable is a character built by Bill Cosby. I feel mm-hmm. like people needed to separate the two. Like right. Like kind of how like people look at Christopher Reeve and say that's Superman. Mm-hmm. And for me, Christopher Reeves has always been Superman. <laughs> um. I mean, he was the perfect Superman. <laughs> I saw. Sorry, I know this is a tangent, but I recently watched Superman two mm-hmm. from the from the eighties where he reveals to Lois Lane for the first time that he's Superman. Like mm-hmm. she finds, and I always cry because <laughs> he burns his he puts puts his hand on the fire and she goes, "No, let me see, let me see." And she's looking at him and he, his hand and she goes, "You are Superman." And he's trying to fight it, and he like breaks down. He can't tell her. <laughs> he can't verbalize it. And she looks at him and she says. I'm in love with you. And I just ball. It works. It <laughs> works. Every time. Sorry. So Christopher yeah. Reeve. But again, that speaks to like separating the fictionalized portrayal with who they are as people. This is true. And here, I guess to further the argument, you know, Bill Cosby should obviously go to trial. But now uh, yeah, absolutely. people are trying to erase what he's created. Here's and the- here's the thing that I can't, I okay. can't support that. I think he should go to trial. I think he should be, you know, serve time or pay fines or the women should get their justice Mm -hmm. but at the same time it's not like he was the only one involved in the cosby show and the symbol that it has i agree so it's the people are like trying to ban episodes i'm like jesus christ like that's a little if they were gonna ban an episode they need to ban that episode the barbecue sauce episode which that would right it's a little too close to home but (laughs) it's not even that funny if you i mean anyways but yeah it wasn't I put something in the barbecue sauce, like, sir. You were putting something in drinks. Right. Oh, um, you write for life on this one. But yeah, and that speaks to where they're at. Um, You know what? I, I will agree that I don't think they should shut off the Cosby show. Right. Because that's fucking up other people's money. Right. And I don't think it should just be about... I, I feel like the Cosby show was a project for several different people. Right. Yes, his name is on it. And his stature of what it created, just that portrayal of like a really upper class black Which is family. why I'm okay with like the like seeing uh, Chinatown is a good movie. I'm not saying people shouldn't go see it. I'm not saying people shouldn't go watch his movies. Right. I am saying that he should have gone to jail right. for his crime. You, you, and if and when he came out of jail for his crime and he was a reformed individual, which is hard to believe considering our jail system. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> and he showed contrition and he went out of his way to do that. By all means, can, like it the even gift be a topic. is always going to be there. If you're an artist, the gift is always going to be there. It wouldn't have even been a topic. It wouldn't have been. What do you want me to do? The right. woman forgave you. Right. 
but you didn't do what you were supposed to do and be contritious. Right. That's my issue. With Bill Cosby, it's a similar situation. I don't think the Cosby show should be pulled. Mm. I think that, you know, there, I think it's a worthwhile thing to view mm-hmm. and it's not offensive and it is good TV for people. I think he needs to be brought to the mat. It's not yeah. Heathcliff Huxley who's on trial. Right. It's Bill people Cosby. People are acting and like that's that, though. the problem. People are acting like that. And to think, it, his crime is so much more, because he projected this image, but it went on for decades. It's like diabolical 50 in a way. plus women. Like, even if even if half of them, have, that's still like a good, that's a high number. It's like, one's too much. But just that level, it's Seri- astounding. It's, yeah, the allegedly he's a serial rapist right and it went on for so so long long. and And he's very well protected Mm -hmm. and he from what i've read he is not the nicest person and not nice to his own community right um i was reading the harshest he was almost conservative in that way in a great deal of way i was Mm -hmm. re i saw not reading i saw an interview with um dl hughley Mm -hmm. where he um he was when he was still an upcoming uh comedian he had a radio show and he was starting he was starting to bubble and there was a situation where Bill Cosby called in and it was a whole thing. And DL got mad and yelled at Cosby for um, basically treating him like shit and whatever, whatever. And Cosby yelled on the air. Um, and the producer came into the room and he said, I just spoke to got off the phone with Mr. Cosby. The show is not going to air. We want the tapes. And he said, sure enough, like, but before they even left the building, the they couldn't find the the hard copies of that of right. that that tape right. and it never aired to this day yeah, because he's got an image he had, to protect he had an image to protect and he had people that he felt like mm-hmm. he could protect him in that way mm-hmm. which creates these which goes back to my original statement this whole hollywood thing where they protect people even to the point of criminality is really is really terrifying mm-hmm. and that sort of thing is something that i feel like we don't i feel like it happens in politics. I feel like it happens in big businesses. People with money are always Anytime money's protected. at stake, the lines get really blurry. And women's lives or people, who, marginalized people, mm-hmm. people who are viewed as marginalized are not respected and are treated like shit. Mm-hmm. And that's my... that. And you prey on that because you're like, no one's going to believe you. Exactly. That's what you think. Oh, you're a young model. Here's a drink. No one's going to believe that I raped you. I'm Bill Cosby. Right. Like and it's not okay. The thing, and the thing is, because he's so beloved, that you have people defending his actions. Yeah. And I'm watching this miniseries on FX, The People versus O.J. Simpson. I haven't watched it. It's, is it good? It's really good. And another problematic figure. I hear Johnny, uh, not Johnny Cockburn, but um, Courtney B. Vance. Yeah, oh, he's amazing. I've always believed that Courtney B. Vance is extremely. He should be up there with like uh, Henry Lennox and Lawrence Fishburne and those oh, guys. Great. They're all like great. he's very gifted. Sterling K. Brown as Darden, who's on the prosecution team, is great. Yes. Cuba Gooding Jr. is great. But yes. One interesting like echo when OJ was on trial, everyone's like, "Oh, it's a conspiracy because he's a powerful, successful black man. They're just trying to bring him down." I'm like, "But there's a woman that's murdered." <laughs> People are saying the same thing about Cosby. They're trying to bring him down. It's like, why would they do that now? <laughs> you know what the thing that about Cosby that really bothers me that really, really bothers me. And this is a detail that people don't talk about. The people, of the people that defend him, the bulk of the people who have been defending him are black women. Really? I feel like seen it like His attorneys are all men. black women. His wife went on a streak of defending well, him. Is, all yeah. his, like the, the girls that were on the show have either not said anything or said that yeah. we don't believe that. Felicia you know, Rashad. Would. Felicia Rashad has gone on record saying we don't. Uh, I don't know if Debbie Allen went on record and said anything, but mm-hmm. like I have to imagine she echoes the sentiments of her sister as well. Mm-hmm. Like there have been a field of black. Jill Scott went in 
and said, I don't she, believe it. She's recanted. She's, recanted she's gone back that. and right. said, no, I, I needed evidence. But Jill being a, a brilliant, like I always associate her with being relatively smart. I can't imagine her going out on a limb without having known any of the evidence and saying, I don't believe that this is true. Why not wait until like you get confirmation before you speak on such things? Right. Like that was not smart on her part, mm. but that's a whole other conversation. I mean, she's like, Jilly from Philly. Maybe she's, it was that whole Philadelphia. We either way, <laughs> which leads me to believe that Bill Cosby for all his, like, you know, I'm like this sweet humble guy. He's from them Philly streets, old school style. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, probably not now that he's, you know, 80 years old or whatever, but still, like, mm-hmm. there's still that mentality, that, that aggression in him, I guess you would say. And right. Evidenced by the fact that he, he's gone on, on, on several, uh, he's hindered several uh, black comedians in his, um, in mm-hmm. his assertion, in his, uh, um, in his attempt to sort of strengthen his stronghold in the industry. Well, so, yeah, Eddie Murphy has said he used to be like, stop using profanity and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, you know, he's tried to police other artists. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not your. That's not your role. That's he not was, your, Mr. Not, Mr. Spanish Fly. You're not America's How about you calm dad? down? <laughs> yeah, he started. Ghost Dad was machine. 25 years ago, sir. <laughs> I don't think people are putting that as a defense ago. for his crimes. <laughs> yo, yo, guys, Leonard Part money 6 to see that shit. <laughs> is awesome. Oh, my God. I know. Oh, it, Lord. It's tough. But yeah, so again, I guess to the original point, that doesn't erase their contributions. It just, you want to see them pay for their crimes. I look at Gauguin differently. I look at that one episode of uh, The Cosby Show differently. <laughs> I look at everything R. Kelly has done very differently. Suspect. And Roman Polanski should have gone to jail. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. On and Woody Harrell's. Would I have Rudy Harrelson? Woody, Woody, Al- Woody Allen. Sorry, Woody him, Harrelson. Yeah. I love Woody Harrelson. He's, He's funny as fuck. He is. <laughs> He's just like, I just want to smoke my weed and live in Hawaii. <laughs> That's it. Too. You never hear shit about him. You and... never hear shit about Woody Harrelson. Yeah. I love it. Mm, He's awesome. And, okay. Go ahead. It's funny you brought that up. Woody Harrelson's dad was a serial killer. No. His dad was, I don't know if he's a serial killer, but he definitely murdered a couple people. You're kidding. He, Yeah. And that's why he got cast in um, Natural Born Killers. He was able to tap into that darkness. But his father, he had a really like upsetting childhood, and he was able to make something great of himself. So by that token, huh. you can rise up. It's not so clear cut. Please note Roman Polanski. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. So I'm just there saying. you go. It, it's your hard. fave is problematic. Your fave is people. problematic. That's at the end of the day. You know. Who you like are just people. even the ones that are like, all right, cool. <laughs> and you're waiting for them to fuck up. Yeah. Like Amber Rose. I love her, but like this whole Beyonce Flander bothered me. <laughs> and I don't even like Beyonce like that. It was, I was like, really? Cause Beyonce does something completely different than what you do, sweetheart. Right. It's not the like, same thing. It's not. No. <laughs> Anyways. Hi. Yeah. That was a, that was a long one, wasn't it? <laughs> There's a lot to say. There's a lot to say. There's a lot to and say. And maybe revisited at some point. Well, it's always going to be there. So just be be aware of the art you're consuming and think deeply whether it's for you. This is true. All right. Thank you for listening. I'm Morgan Golden. I'm the one and only Evelyn Kaluby. Peace. Bye, 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 bye.